0: Stay home, stay safe, stay tuned to the best commercial radio station of the year. Good evening and welcome to The Law Report. My name is Michael McTening. Bill, is good to be with you this Wednesday evening. So I got a little problem that i have and 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 a worry and um, that i thought that you know we should we should talk about this evening and that is around money that is around the economy that is around jobs that is around how are we going to survive this crisis and i think that um, you and i should be having that discussion and i want to talk to the business owners i want to talk to people who are concerned about money i got i use i got a salary cut in in, um, in this month or for the next foreseeable future, how am I going to survive? We're talking to a lawyer who's going to be coming up with some ideas on how you can manage some of these uh, costs. We're also talking uh, to a wealth expert uh, business coach to talk about how we can manage these trying times. That's a Law Report tonight. As always, give us a call, 86 959
1: Know your rights. Know the law. The Law Report with Michael Metsuining-Bill.
0: So do you run a business? Um, Are you uh, one of those people that the South African Revenue Services has reportedly uh, indicated that it fears are not going to be around by the time the uh, pandemic is is over? Are you one of the people that are working for those companies and you are thinking, hang on, if my company goes under, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? Are you one of the people that are probably thinking, hang on, maybe I should be thinking around, you know, a side hustle. I've been thinking about a side hustle, but maybe I should be thinking about it much harder. I mean, I thought I had time and I don't have time because now there's this crisis. Let's help you find that silver lining. Let's have a conversation. Let's share problems. Let's share ideas. Uh, I wanna hear from you. What are some of the silver linings that you'd like to share with the Afropolitans and how we can survive? How do you manage contracts? I mean, we all have school fees to pay. We all have um, bonds to pay. Um, we're worried about a lot of these things, and at some point or another, we're worried that somebody's going to come knocking on your door and serve you with a summons. How are you going to manage that? And that's a conversation that we're having i want to hear um all of your thoughts i want to hear all of your questions but we'll also be sharing some of the things that we've been thinking about around how do you how do you survive in these times that's a law report give us a call oh eight six double zero double zero nine five nine, and you can also send me a tweet i'm at my bill that's my twitter handle let me welcome my guest as you're very familiar with it and that kanazi random kanazi from kanazi incorporated are you well and thank you so much for for talking to us this evening
2: um, good evening, and um, thank you for asking, um, Mr. Bill. I'm, I'm very well indeed, and, and thank you for having me again as well as your listeners at home,
0: yeah? Yeah, I think it's going to be, um, you know, everybody's going to be thinking, um, you know, how do you prepare for tomorrow? And um, And I look forward to getting some insights from you and some, you know, some thoughts around how we we can manage these times, how we can survive. Yeah, yeah. And um, um, I can't wait to, to sort of get into it. But also, most importantly, I can't wait to hear from you, Afropolitans. So please do give us a call. Share your story with us. We, we certainly will share some of the thoughts that we have. We'll share some of the insights from both managing this crisis, managing business, managing the legal issues pertaining to your business. Let me also welcome um, uh, uh, Mr. Gerald Mwanambira. Um, he is a expert um, wealth expert business coach, but also acting CEO for Essay Saving Institute. Gerald, thank you so much for talking to me this evening. Are you well?
1: No, I'm great. And uh, hopefully you're safe and well as well. Good evening to all the afro as well.
0: Thank you. You know, th- this is obviously trying times and, you know, I can't wait to... Um, you know, get into some of the ways, you know, I, I, I know that a lot of people and, and correctly so are talking about the crisis that we're in, but but I'm hoping at the end of the sh- the show, we get to talk more about the opportunities that present. Um, mm. And how one can maximize some of these, those opportunities. Share with us your story if you're listening at home and you're worried about, you know, how do you get your side hustle off, off the ground? You're worried about the business aspects around your hustle um, or you want to take it to the next level. And, and here's another group of people that are seldom uh, spoken of is you're running a business, it's been successful and maybe you want to go big. You know, this is the time to go big when, you know, a lot of people can tell you that they made their wealth in in wars and and, and a war is a crisis, not necessarily selling arms, but in those times, that's when uh, other people thrive. So maybe this is the time for you to grow your business. And uh, I'm sure with the expertise that we've managed to get for you, um, you'll be helped. And, and, and also, I'm worried about the people with with the many contracts. Think about it. School fees, debit orders. Um, all of those things. That's that's the show tonight. I want to talk to you, 086-000-00959. I mean, Gerald, what's you know? Um, a lot of people are talking digitization, uh, e-commerce, and that almost seems um, the the way to go. But is you know perhaps is, is it the way to go? What are your thoughts around you know us thinking differently? You know, Apple came up with a campaign and it just says think different. And, and, and it was successful for them. But I think that campaign is, is something that we now need to be inculcating in our lives personally and our business lives.
1: Yes, indeed. Um, I think we, we, we're, we're going through a process where there will be a lot of change. Yeah. Uh, the world will never be the same in terms of how we think, how we operate. And we have been pushed into the fourth industrial revolution in terms of the digital age by coronavirus. A lot of us have had to experience working from home for the first time, um, learning from home for the first time. And a lot of our businesses were just put on pause and have to wake up from slumber in a new world. Mm. And I think digitalization is part of the future. I think you're going to see recruiters looking at the recruitment differently, differently, and many employers employing differently. So for example, um, it might become a requirement in the future for you to have access to connectivity from home mm. for you to get a job because they don't really want to give you a desk somewhere. Um, it might be a requirement in the future for you to be to have the hardware because for you to be connected, you can't really do it just from a cell phone. Um, you need fiber and all sorts of things to to be able to conduct digital digital business um effectively so i think those are the changes we have to accept are going to happen and have happened for some of us business owners we need to ask ourselves was our business geared or is it geared to participate in this new economy Mm. and that's what you're talking about that new opportunity in that sometimes you are flying a, a business which was struggling under the old environment it will not be agile enough to make the changes, to fit into this new world. Sometimes as an entrepreneur, it's time for you to close that file, open a new chapter. Because that's one of the things I'm speaking to some business owners to ask themselves that question. Was your Is your business worth saving? Mm. Because I know we're passionate about it. But sometimes in a time of chaos, there are other opportunities which could actually be better
0: for you. Wow, that's powerful. It's sort of like have you been in a good relationship and maybe this is a an exit strategy. So so, so and, and 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 you're right, Gerald, because a lot of us are married to what we do. I mean, we 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 perhaps perhaps you saying that you use this as a push to explore something that you should be doing.
1: Definitely. I think what I call it is that this is what I call the equalizer chaos um, world crisis it's an equalizer effect you had money yesterday today we're both broke so yeah. hey we're all good you had a job yesterday today we're both unemployed mm. it's an equalizer so there are people who thought they were down and out they're gonna rise from the ashes like right now and the people who are on top thinking that they're going to go out and find their old customers they're gonna find their old customers are gone mm. and is, you know, I'm looking at a big business in the UK called Primark. They sell um, clothing. Mm. They are toast because they are a business which was built on walk-in. They had no e-commerce store. Now the entire world has shifted to shopping online. They've had three months no business. They've gone
0: under, and and, and that's even, not the only one. I mean, I heard that even Macy's was delisting, um, which is the the US based one, and Edgars as well was was earlier reported to be undergoing some trouble. So it's it's sort of it's sort of the 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 future for for a lot of the the people that didn't sort of move with the times. I, I think so. I
1: think right now it's a great opportunity for that small business person who's thinking ahead to say, okay. Let me look at equalizer. Yeah. So, if I call it the equalizer, let's look at um, restaurants, for example. Those fancy restaurants you used to all like going to in Santa, and I know the Afropolitans like to eat there a lot, mm. they're no longer popular because no one's been there for a while and no one wants to go there and catch Corona. Mm. So what's going to happen now is that delivery is the order of the day. But do you really want to eat a sticky, oily chicken delivery or do you want a home-cooked meal? There's an opportunity for someone who can make good meals and deliver them to enter into this Um, new environment, and beat the guys who were at their game before. Because these guys who are doing fast food, have got restaurants which are empty, they still have those overheads. Mm. You've just got a kitchen. You can compete. We are equal. And those are the opportunities you need to look at now. How can you enter into the economy and be equal with someone who was ahead of you? And yes, there will be some failures along the way. And And the greatest fear is that there will be jobs lost as well. But again, you know, if I look at this opportunity now, I think... You know, it's a time for me to say that side gig, that side hustle I was thinking about, maybe
0: that might be my future. So so is this a time to cut down on your expenses? I mean, I was just listening to uh, my colleague's show, uh, Dr. Cindy Fonseil, and she, they, they were talking about homeschooling, which is not something that, you know, it seemed it was it was remote for, for many of us because we, you just looked at it as something that is so, in, you know, so distant. But is this the time to be reflecting on some of the, the expenses that, that we've been incurring if you, if you just consider some of the school fees for, for, for a lot of these schools um, that, are, that. That, that, are, that are not government?
1: Mm -hmm. No doubt. I think, look, I've been paying for uniform. I was paying for some teacher person to stand in front of my child. My child is working next to me at the same desk in the same house using the same data. Do I need them to really be there because I've been the papa teacher? So, you know, suddenly I'm starting to question what's the value of this education I was paying for if it can work without me being um without me selling the child there no transport costs no no overheads and it's the same question a lot of businesses are asking about their employees there's a lot of big companies who are saying you know what we've survived without an entire middle management (laughs) why do we pay these guys yeah what's your
0: what's your what's your need what's your
1: value what's Mm. your worth and and right now i know for a fact that a lot of companies are surviving by death by Zoom, where people are fighting for their jobs and screaming loudest in the Zoom meeting so that they can prove they know something. Because the reality is for some businesses, they are going to shed people because they've suddenly realized they can survive without all the weight. Mm. And things have worked. And I think that that if you are in that position, you need to be fearful. If you're not in that meeting where you're deciding who's going to keep their job, be very afraid.
0: Start thinking of plan B. And climb C. Hmm. So if you, if you're not making the decision, somebody's making the decision about you. <laughs> Ronim Konazi, if I could just bring you in here, you know, you you you, you listen to Kai fm and we have um, a, a colleague as uh, Kumba, and he likes to say, "Hey, the country my value." And it looks like it is, you know, he, he was a prophet of some kind. It, we we we're pretty much there, and yeah. so it's it's, it's 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 a hell of a time we're finding ourselves in. But just on the score school, of schools, for example, I'm I'm a father. Um, I have three kids or four kids and uh, I've been paying school fees, but I'm feeling like, you know what, maybe I'm liking this homeschooling thing and maybe I can't afford to pay school fees for four kids. Is it possible for me to get out of the obligation to pay a school that hasn't even seen my child for the last six weeks?
2: Yeah, um, look, I think, uh, thank you again for the question, Michael. I think, uh, essentially, um, what, what's important here is to, you referring to what we call as a force majeure, um, from a legal point of view, which says that under certain circumstances, you know, someone can literally say, look, um, I can't deliver on, on our agreement, and for that reason, cheerio, bye. And, and I think there's also a generally wrong assumption that, that, that automatically works. Yes, it automatically applies. You right, know? Uh, but I think uh, based on the example you, you asked, which is a, a very uh, practical one, um, look, a uh, first mortgagee member doesn't remove you necessarily. So, so maybe
0: let's it. unpack it for for you know. Yeah. So, I, yeah. you, you and I are lawyers, and and we yes. could, we could really have fun. But if we don't explain it, we're excluding. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. I mean, look, in the South African case, for example, already in 1919, there was a decision around force majeure. And, and in that case, basically, the court summarized it to say, if one party to an agreement cannot b- perform because of natural act or act of good, uh, okay. the other party will be released from a contract. So that yeah. seems to have been a general principle uh, at the time. And and I think over the years, the concept has developed and the courts uh, came to, to basically try and set up some standards so to speak or some requirements of when a force majeure would actually come into play and effectively what it is a force majeure is that someone wants to you know is, un, is unable or incapable to perform in terms of this existing contract and wants to, to find a way out of it so the court said look let's put some parameters around this to make sure that everybody's clear as to what is expected so what would then be the ground for for for, for the force majeure the, the, the first thing is that the the, the, the the impossibility of performance must be objective uh, to everyone must be objective It must be absolute, Uh, it it must be unavoidable, and effectively it must be due to no fault of any uh, of 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 the parties that are declaring the first measure. So before you invoke a false majeure clause, I think it's important that, you know, you consult with your attorneys and make sure that you actually do have the grounds for invoking a false majeure. Yeah. Because I see, well, can you imagine what would happen is that people would not think, oh, okay, I'm in areas at like my child's school for the past five months, oh, yes, oh, yeah. force majeure now, I'm going to go and declare false majeure. That would absolutely be unacceptable. But, but I mean, force uh-huh. majeure
0: is, is, is sort of, you know, if, if, if if you talk about its origins, if there is an earthquake, for example, and I was meant to um, deliver a a truckload of, 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 of wines to your, to your home, uh, Arani. And, and there's a, there's a, there, there's a uh, uh, an earthquake. So that's an act of God because I – so yes. what you're saying is that I, I couldn't foresee that that would yes. happen. And yeah. therefore, yeah. you can't say, hey, Michael, you owe me a, a truckload of wines and you haven't delivered and therefore you're in breach because I've been, I'm prevented from doing so um, uh, because of an act of God. But yeah. let yeah. l- 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 me ask it, is, it does the same rationale apply in respect of COVID-19?
2: Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, you know, one of the reasons uh, I mentioned the, the the court decisions is that you, you can imagine that traditionally a post majeure could either be invoked in terms of contract or it could be invoked in terms of common law, right? Yeah, where there's no contract, so common law would basically. Uh, you know, look at the circumstances of the case and say, okay, yes, of course, this is beyond someone's, you know, reasonable you know, uh, uh, expectation and therefore maybe there's a decision but the contractual one is very key because what has happened over the years is that in commercial agreements, uh, you know, people have been able to define what triggers, uh, you know, would, would qualify as a force majeure. So, mm. for example, they'll give an example of act of God or, or act of nature and yeah. some contracts specifically say if there's a pandemic or something of that sort certainly, you know, COVID-19 would have the impact of, of, of triggering a force
0: major, uh, And, and, and employees mind. do this a lot. Sorry, Ronnie, I'm interrupting you. But, yes. uh, you know, employers yes. do do this a lot. I mean, just, I think, two or three weeks ago, just on the law report, mm-hmm. we had a show yeah. where we were exploring the question of whether employers can declare force majeure against their employees. Yeah. Because of this, mm-hmm. to say, hang on, I run, I run a fast food market, and we're we yes. at level five. In fact, at yes. that stage, there was no levels. We're just having a lockdown, and we've been asked to shut down by the government, and we can't, yes. as your employer, we can't receive your services, and uh, uh, and therefore we can't pay you.
2: Yes, exactly, and 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 I think this is going to continue happening into the you know foreseeable future. Yeah. because the reality is, I mean, even if uh, for someone who's employed and and and, and, and suddenly is asked to decrease their salary mm-hmm. for the same reasons, would be able to to invoke a post because now the income is no longer. You know, uh, uh, equivalent to, to the expenditure. And that definitely is a problem. So, yes, absolutely. Uh, the COVID 19 does lay foundations for that. But, like I said, it's not to be abused or misused to take historical debt and run away from our responsibility. So, that certainly wouldn't work.
0: Alright, you're listening to the Law Report. I'm in conversation with uh, Gerald uh, Mwande Ambira. Um, he's an uh, acting CEO for SA Saving Institute, but also a wealth expert and business coach. Also, uh, Ronim Konazu, who you know well, he's an attorney and corporate lawyer. And uh, we're trying to get around some ideas around how you can survive and how you can thrive in these trying times, whether you're running a business, whether you are employed and you have expenses like all of us, and you're trying to say, am I, am I going to see the light uh, at the end of the tunnel? And, and hopefully um, at some point you get you you can have a takeaway from the show and have something that says hang on maybe there is hope and and maybe i'm not even alone um so if you have a question for any of my guests whether it's business related or law related please do give us a call number to dial is 086 0000959 we take a break
1: the law report with michael mcuining bell kaya
0: fm 95.9 Welcome back. Are you worried about whether your business will survive post uh, this epidemic that we're in? Or are you worried whether your household, yourself, you will be able to survive? What can you do to manage some of the expenses that you are facing, whether you're facing them as a business, whether you're facing them in your personal capacity? Give us a call, number 86 um, I'm talking to uh Imkunaz, who's an attorney, as well as Gerald uh, Mwandiambeera, and who's a wealth expert business coach. So they can take any of the calls that you may have. But Ronnie, if I can just explore, I mean, um, you know, when you talk about declaring a force majeure it seems a little bit of a, of a drastic thing. But are there, are there any steps that one can take and, you know, before it even gets there? Because I'm just imagining a scenario where somebody comes to me and says, hey, Michael, I was supposed to to pay you X. Um, and and I'll, I, in fact, I'll even tell you this for free when just immediately before the lockdown, I, I, I phone my non-government clients and I said to them, hang on, if, you pay me everything that you owe me before the lockdown, I'm going to give you 5% discount. And well, that's yeah. some, something that um, that, that I, I, I considered is going to get cash into the business, It's going to manage the yeah. cash flow so that even when you are locked down, you are able to 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 defray some of the costs that you might have in an intervening period so what are some of the soft touches that one can have and Gerald I'd like to hear from you as well on just how you can survive as a business Uh, you know because I always say you know uh, a hundred rands in somebody else's hands is better than eighty rands in my hands yeah look I
2: think first Obviously, obviously, you know, contracts are entered into by human beings and um, I think the first point of call for me would certainly be to engage my creditors and and to have a discussion with them to see what kind of options are available to you, what kind of, you know, concessions uh, you can get, if there's any discounts, you can negotiate to try that out. I mean, you never know, you may just get it, you know, and and I think... um, you know, the, the 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 whole business community is is has come together in this instance to try and assist uh, each other in in more ways than one. But the important thing is to to really try as much as possible to to, to stay clear of getting deeper into debt. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm.
2: because um, you know, um, uh, ultimately, I mean, we see that there's a lot of uh, you know packages flying around. Uh, in the industry, whether it's from government, whether it's from the the, the private sector, a lot of rich people putting in money to, you know, to, to try and assist. Yeah, but beware that this is ultimately, you know, uh, 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 going to put you in a debt threat in the uh, in the long run. Yeah, and you should really try to, I think, where much as possible avoid that. And you should really perhaps only do that if it, you absolutely don't have a choice. Uh, because remember, you, you may have a payment holiday now. Yes. But but, but, but the fine print says. After that period, you still have to pay the interest. Mm-hmm. And, and, and by that time, that will be you and the bank. You yeah. know, there won't be any societal uh, input into what needs to happen and so on. So it, it's very important to be aware mm-hmm. of kind of this. And, and mm-hmm. I mean, also, most importantly, don't panic. Uh Mr Mill. Mm-hmm. I think I think most of us get it wrong where we panic and start making wrong decisions, selling our couches and stuff and three months later things are sorted, you need to go buy a new couch.
0: Yeah. You yeah, know? but I mean who I mean who needs a couch? That that's overrated. Nobody home <laughs> most <laughs> Some form of, of comfort uh, hey, survival man it's it's war aren <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gerald Gerald, some of your thoughts please i mean um what are some of the you know the 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 low hanging fruits that one can take just to be able to to get through these times
1: i think i I'd, I'd, I'd like to to agree with my esteemed colleague in that right now the crisis is not over, the pandemic is ongoing, yeah. so it's very, very. Um, it's not that prudent right now to make final decisions because we're still falling. We don't know how much further we will fall and we don't know how long we will be falling for. Mm. What is important right now is for you to rather start making contingency plans based on various scenarios. So we don't know when we'll reach level one. So you need to be as a business owner thinking, okay, if level one is end of June, if it's end of July, if it's end of August, this is how it will impact on my cash flows. This, will, this is how it will impact on my liabilities. These are the plans I need to put into place. So one warning right now is unless you see that golden opportunity and you're going to run and chase it, don't panic and don't make those final decisions. However, the reality is we are following a trend. We are part of a global community. Mm. And if we look at other countries who have gone through similar Challenges as us, we can already point out that the world is going to go into that e environment. You've seen countries which have come out of lockdown and people don't want to see each other anymore. Mm. They're too afraid. So, suddenly, I would say the low hanging opportunities are anything that be, 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 starts with an e e commerce, mm. e food, e hailing, e entertainment, e education, e health e-transport, e-beauty, e-brewery, e-device, e-meeting, e-conference, e e-coaching, e-tourism, e-technology, e-saving. E e e e yeah. so I, I think if you, if, you, if you layer your business that it now has an e, which means yeah. it can survive in the e-world. You should be fine, but do not make final decisions right now unless you're chasing an opportunity which is obviously related to the current crisis and you can actually do something quickly and act. But the future is changing. The future is here. And the reality also is that um, just like in in 2008, the financial crisis, when it happened in the developed world, people will lose jobs. Mm -hmm. People will lose assets. And people can and will bounce back. One of the things I need you to prepare for is that you could be that person who loses it all. You need to start coaching and training your mind to be that person who is in the right state of mind to bounce back. Because, Mm. unfortunately, you know, if you're hearing SAA and Kuluna are struggling... um, You You can can forgive yourself
0: for not... yeah. yeah. Richard wow.
1: Branson, Virgin Atlantic, yes. he books up Richard Branson Yaps. and he's yeah. there trying trying to to bargain uh, sell an island so that he saves his his airline. It's happening yeah. to everyone. You know and what, Gerald?
0: What I'm giving you a slap, slow clap right now because yeah, I think that's a powerful yeah, point. To. I mean, if, if, if those businesses are suffering, you can forgive yourself because you've only just started your business five years ago, ten years ago. Because, I mean, think SAA. SAA is actually one of the oldest airlines in the world. Yes. And they are struggling. So, uh, man, I, I love your point, Gels. I want to get more of that. But let me, let me not hug you, fellas. Um, Tabo from Pratia North, you can like Tabo. You can also give us a ring by dialing 86 959 I look forward to your calls. Let's have a conversation. Let's see how we can help. I, you know, I want to I, I get to a point where we, we're kind of like, you know what, we can do this. Actually, we're going to rise from this. Tabo, hello. Uh, how are you, sir? Good, Tabo. And yourself? Uh,
2: speaking to Tabo, man,
1: I'm listening, uh, listening to you because uh, you and Gerard there in the studio. Mm. Yeah, interesting topic. Uh, listen, I'm one of the employees who's affected the in the uh, aviation industry. Aviation? Uh, affected, uh, yes. Yes. Uh, I'm working for one of the handling companies uh,
0: there. Yes.
1: So I've been uh, affected by the COVID and uh,
0: the company did a first major on us they cut our salary. And uh, Completely? By, by what percent, uh, Tabo? 23, can you imagine? 23 percent.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I wanted some advice from you guys because site hustling. I wanted to do that uh, site hustling, but on uh, property
0: investment. So now everything is stuck. cool, cool. Uh, but what's your what's your angle? I mean, that's that's a very good call. What's what's your angle? I mean, property. What you're saying is very vague, very broad. I mean, it could be any number of things. What do you have in mind? Rental. Right. So you want to buy properties to rent them, or you already have the properties you want to rent them out?
1: Mm, I was on the way to do that, but now I
0: can't because of the uh, 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 salary is, 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 is affected. Yeah, but Gerald, but, uh, yeah. if I could just bring you in. I mean, it, it, is Tabo not in a fortunate position? Because unfortunately, a lot of people are going to be crying. They're going to be losing their homes. But those homes are going to be cheap. I mean, going into the lockdown, the property market yeah. was very depressed. Mm. And out of the lockdown, it's going to be even more uh, depressed. So, if you're the guy that's trying to buy properties, in my opinion, it looks like you're in a good place. And I'm, I feel sorry for the guy that's trying to sell their property. I yeah,
1: think right now we... Clear. Mm.
0: But can I hang in and listen to you? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Tabo. Yeah, oh, yeah. you do that.
1: So, I, I would say that, look, um, cash is definitely king. Yeah. Um, right now, cash is king, which is why some businesses would rather... Um, give a discount on an invoice so that they can get cash in the bank. Mm-hmm. Because we don't, it's, it's what I'm saying, no one knows when the end is coming. Mm. So if you get your cash today, and this thing only in three, four months from now, you'll be in a position where you have cash to make a call. So cash is definitely key. Um, property was struggling, especially rentals around um, things like, um, you know, Airbnb, etc. Um, but there was hot property opportunities, Ekasi, doing, you know, renovating and building rooms, you know, because people want to move out of the shack and they'd rather have, uh, you know, an ensuite room, at least where they can feel, you know, they can, they can live. But also the the risk now is that employers are not employing. So where are you going to get your tenants? So I would say, look, before you make a decision, we need to wait this thing out. It's good for us to have ideas of the future. But some of these things, opportunities, we need to wait and see how the, how the dust settles. I mean, opportunities which are hot right now are probably things like e-food, where you can do deliveries and take out, take out right now because it's a hot opportunity. Go tomorrow, you can buy the scooter, start, because yeah. it's happening now. But for things like property, you need to wait it out. And, you know, for employees, I would have to uh, 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 ask my legal brother to answer because there's CCMa. Companies can't
0: just really, really tell you, you know, COVID happened, <laughs> you know. You well, know. Uh, actually, <laughs> I think that uh, he's he's actually quite lucky they took twenty three percent. Well, yes,
1: but <laughs> I think they can't also dismiss you without going through due process. So, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, uh, Ronnie,
2: yeah, Ronnie, go for it. I think what Ronnie
3: yeah, I mean, can give us the yeah.
2: due process for ending employment. Yeah, look, I, I think, uh, remember, we're in a very abnormal situation, yeah. and, and there will be mistakes, and, and, and most people are under pressure, especially business owners, to make sure they make the right decisions. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, if, if they were consultants, and which I think would have been the case, because I can't just imagine waking up and cutting my, my, my people's salaries, maybe because they're lawyers, they'll sue me, but I doubt that.
3: Yeah.
2: I wouldn't just do that, <laughs> you know? So. So I, I hope that at least there were some form of consultations. But look, uh, uh, Mr. Bill, most of the industry, especially the manufacturing industry now in, in South Africa has been depressed for very, very long time. Yeah. Uh, most of them, some of them are actually working on two hour, uh, two day weeks, uh, one day week. Uh, you know, I'm talking huge multinationals and mm-hmm. all of that. So I really, and I really do think, as we've mentioned earlier on, that, you know, a first major situation requires extraordinary situations. I and in mean, that, Case, I'm sure, the owner will vote the force majeure and he subsequently, you know, Tower would also probably be able to do the same and then just manage it. Just going
0: yeah, so, so, so he, like he can pass system, it on. You know. Yeah.
3: Yes,
2: you know, I, I like what Gerald is saying, you know, uh, you know, he's basically saying don't panic, you know, don't go and do rash decisions now, uh, wait it out, talk to the people that that you have obligations to and then try and find a common understanding. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, it happened, um, it's still going to happen, but that is the reality of our situation. And we should be thankful that someone is actually able to give us whatever they can in the, uh, you know, trying times that we're in now.
0: Mm. Mm. But let's talk about something else which is a bit of a uh, you know I guess a lot of people when you when when they hear this word business rescue it it, it spells doom and and, yeah. I, and I wanted to just you know have a get get a get a different angle because normally we talk about it when things yeah. are really bad but in this case yeah. things are really bad for everybody what, yeah. what 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 do you think of business rescue yeah. during these times particularly for businesses
2: Yes. Yes. Look, I think, uh, and and there is the unfortunate reality of law. You know, we always think of a win lose situation. Mm. But if you think of, you know, the, the the why business rescue came into place, it was precisely to ensure that companies don't necessarily die before their time. You know, mm. and to try and rescue companies. So, what does this essentially mean in this case? Is that a, a, all actions or all debts and liabilities that this company has to wipe its creditors is suspended, right? So it's not canceled, it's not terminated, it's suspended. Mm. And a business rescue practitioner gets appointed who supposedly is, is an expert who will come in and make an assessment of the company and take over control effectively of the company of the management of the company and, and bring in the executives of the existing company, bring in the employees of the company, uh, have meetings with the, with the creditors where they agree on a business rescue plan that says, this is how we're going to try and save the company. And mm-hmm. this is something, um, uh, Mr. Bill, that has to be consented to by all the parties within the, co- uh, you know, the company that's concerned. Mm-hmm. So it's really a process that says, look at the problems, I know I will be able to solve my problems, or in the worst case scenario, I think I may have an idea of how to solve my problems. Give me a chance to breathe so that I can think. because You can't think, uh, Mr. Bill, when you have 15 summonses a day being delivered at your, you know, at your door. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it basically says, give me a breathing space. It doesn't automatically mean that the company is already going you know, down. It just means the company needs space to restructure, reorganize, and be able to to stay in business. If that doesn't work out in a period of, say, uh, you know, about six to 12 months, then there can be a review and a decision can be taken on whether or not the company is saved or whether the company should finally go into liquidation. And if that happens,
0: the first in line in terms of getting uh, paid is credit. So that's in liquidation. But before we even get there, because I think liquidation deserves uh, special attention and I I want to deal with that when we get back from the break. But is one of the concerns for business rescue the fact that you as the owner of the business lose control because a a, a business rescue practitioner would have to be appointed to manage the affairs of your business?
2: Yes, absolutely. You do lose control and I think that's the whole idea because... You know, the idea is to make an objective analysis, and you know, of whether or not the company is rescuable. So if you are the, you know, proprietor of the company and you, you know, you you, you are part of the program, so to speak, uh, you know, uh, it means you won't be able to see the opportunities that are out there. But being an independent, sometimes it works in the favor of the workers, especially. Uh, There are instances where companies are run to the ground by the directors of the company and, you know, when a business rescue practitioner comes in, suspends the powers and assumes them himself, he's able to, you know, uh, take out all the rot within the company and to make sure the company goes back onto, uh, uh, you know, profitability again.
0: So you take an example, because uh, I, cause I uh, uh, you take an example of a retail company, um, yeah. say Etcon. so the, essentially yeah. what business rescue would mean for them is um, we, we have X number of stores and we owe landlords in each of those stores, We owe uh, suppliers and all of the people that suppliers with the clothing and the cosmetics. Ah, And ah. all of them want their money now. But we can't give them their money now. um, So we want to suspend our obligation to pay them this money. uh, uh, And in the meantime, we are able to buy more clothes. In other words, kind of like it's a free ride. It it allows you to uh, uh, almost be resuscitated whilst the world stops in one way but in another way you are able to get new clothes, buy new cosmetics, and pay that some of the tenants that, or some of the landlords you know, that you want to pay? The
2: operation's going, absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, Mr. Bill, Edcon has 30% of retail space in South Africa. Yeah. So if you have a company <laughs> like that, 30% of retail space in South Africa, if you have a company like that uh, going down overnight, it really has massive repercussions. So it's also in the interest of the creditors themselves. And that's why most creditors will support the, pro- the process rather than frustrate it. Mm. Uh, but we must also remember, of course, that like any other process, it can be used for nefarious reasons uh, where directors want to essentially run away from their responsibilities. But the court has come out very strong on that. Yeah. And there's very strict But But I, but I mean,
0: that. somebody wouldn't do that lightly because, you know, a lot of contracts that you that you enter into with your own customers, they would say to you, listen, um, you know, so if you enter into a contract with a big state-owned company or a big bank, they would ask you to... They, the, the contract would say that if you are liquidated or you do undergo business rescue, you must notify us. And that would actually... Absolutely. You know, I I don't see anybody that would want to go through business rescue if they didn't want to do it, unless there's some fraud involved.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause there's usually
0: a dire need for the, for, for, for the rescue, Mr. Bill. I, awesome. I, I want to take a break and... Um, uh, if you've just tuned in, I'm having a conversation with Ronim Konaz, He's a corporate lawyer, but he's involved in a lot of things. He's a corporate lawyer uh, uh, and governance, international trade law, business leadership. That's Ronim Konaz, and he's from Ronnie. Uh, uh, he's from Kurnas Incorporated, as well as Gerald uh, Muandamira, uh, and he's a wealth expert, business coach, and like Ronnie, does a lot of things. Also, acting CEO for Save uh, SA Saving Institute, um, and 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 we're really trying to just say, you know, what are, what are the some of the some of the legal mechanism that you can adopt. But, but I think I like Gerald's point of view, which is what are, how, how do you frame your mind? How do you ready your mind to be able to survive? And here's a powerful point. He says, if SAA is not surviving, forgive yourself for not surviving. That's the law report. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, I want to talk to you. I want to get your calls.
1: Know your rights. Know the law. The law report with Michael McTwenning-Bill.
0: Welcome back. It's 19 minutes before nine o'clock. Uh, we're talking about surviving COVID-19, using the law, using yourself, getting yourself in that state of mind where you can survive. Whether, whether you get 15 summonses and employees that are saying, "ish," where's my money? And all sorts of things. Uh, Gerald, if I can just bring you in here. I mean, a lot of people are admittedly other than trying to homeschool their kids having nothing to do what's the what's what kind of you know what's the kind of frame of mind we should be having at this time to make sure that you know we instead of you know looking at this time as a time to be sad and and worried but also as a time to you know a lot of us often say we don't have time to come up with ideas i have this great business idea i'm thinking of and i don't have time to pursue it uh, is is this not the time
1: this is definitely the time. I think, you know, um, I've spent my time. I've completed uh, two books I've been procrastinating on. I've fixed my, um, my electronic media videos and um, podcasts. We need to po- po- channel our energies positively. Mm. And I think I, I, I like people who are, you know, letting, finding the humorous side and letting their head down a bit to relax. But this is not a holiday, guys. Mm. This is a serious crisis where you might emerge unemployed. So you going on Twitter and participating on a challenge daily <laughs> and doing stuff on TikTok daily <laughs> is not the time. It's time for you to be a bit focused for an hour, 30 minutes, maybe. But you need to be serious about the time. Worse still, everything in are writing where you're saying you wish you could have a man to look after you. When you go for an interview next time, they're going to Google you and that tweet is going to pop up because nothing in the digital domain ever gets deleted. Mm -hmm. So be very afraid. And also, it's time for you to learn lessons because if your business is struggling right now, did you have a business assurance policy? And if you're hearing these words for the first time, were you really in the right frame of mind to run a business? Because the business assurance is exactly what you would have needed to survive now because you wouldn't need to run to the UIF to pay your employees. If you had a business assurance policy with key man insurance or key person insurance, that would kick in right now. You could be relaxed, drinking, and worrying about what next you're going to do. Partnerships, in terms of how is your business co- legally constituted. Do you have a buy and sell contract because right now one partner can come back and say you know what me I don't want to be a lawyer anymore I want to to be a, a farmer mm. How will you cope with with the
0: shareholders? Sorry, sorry, that factor. sounds attractive right now farming me. And,
1: and, and, you know, those are the opportunities we need to realise and learn from that. What's the juristic constitution of your business? Mm. If you're a PTY, the company can go back. You will be fine. Your couches, they'll survive mm. because they're not in the company's name. You know, so how have we been constituting? So this is a time for you to be learning. It's a time for you to be saying, how can I advance my knowledge? How can I be a bit smarter in terms of preparing myself for this e-world, because I think the vast majority of South Africans, and what has disappointed me, is that it's a great long party, a long weekend, Mm. and people are really going to wake up and have some sobering times ahead. And also, if you can see that you're heading towards the cliff and you're going to go over, rather start sewing a parachute. Mm. Start thinking of... Plan B and C. It's going to happen. You know, my business was not prepared for this. I won't be able to save it. It's not worth saving it. Maybe I need to get out there. If you're busy receiving summons, seek legal advice. There's three words. Notice to defend. If you get summons and you don't do a notice to defend those summons, you are toast because the the, (laughs) magistrates are going to have a Christmas day with you and they'll issue a default judgment. If you don't understand these terms and you are, you're owing people money, you should be on the internet looking back up, not on TikTok.
0: Yeah. All right. Hey, what a chica.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: but, all right, Ronnie, you get to the yes, point, and I, and I like what Gerald is saying, because Gerald is saying, hang on, you're getting mm-hmm. to a point where you should be thinking, maybe this business is not worth saving. Maybe, yeah. maybe I want to exit and yeah. and you touched on liquidation a little bit and 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 yeah. and i want to talk about that how do you how do you how do you get out of a business and cleanly where where you are not dragged down with the business where you feeling like the business has been liquidated and you've been sequestrated
2: yeah look um Unfortunately, these things do happen. Um, The most ideal exit strategy from any business is to walk away clean and and not have any debt following you and not fighting with people. But um, if you find yourself in a situation where now things are so bad that you really, really, uh, you know, uh, have to consider how to get out of the business under maybe severe debt and so forth. Unfortunately, there is no such thing as coming out clean, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Bill. um, uh, where, especially where you have lots of credit, you've mentioned that, uh, you know, that, um, people can, for example, go and do uh, debt, re- uh, you know, debt reviews and that kind of thing, but all of those things are records that stay with you, you know, uh, in the long run, but if a business doesn't work, yes, there is a legal process, uh, you know, uh, which is a court process you need to follow, uh, to liquidate the business, which is essentially to say that the business cannot meet its, you know, obligations, uh, as a going concern, it's got more, uh, you know, liabilities than it has assets. And you can then, you know, firstly, the company, if, if it's a properly structured company, would have to make a company resolution that this is a decision it has taken and to then go into a uh, voluntary uh, liquidation on the alternative. And this is why business rescue comes into play because business rescue seeks to, you know, circumvent a process of someone going to liquidate the company Whilst the shareholders believe that the company still has some value uh within it and and and, and basically that's what does this have to avoid so in, in, in the extreme situation uh you know you there would be a creditor who comes to apply to liquidate the company uh, which is then known as a forced liquidation and in that case you know it's also a called application where someone can go and and then get this application and the company will then basically cease to exist mm-hmm. yeah Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. after all the, the personal liabilities have been dealt with accordingly. So, yes, that is the unfortunate way of getting out of it. Um, yeah. But but other than that, I think uh, I also like to echo the sentiments that, uh, you know, uh, Gerald just gave now. Uh, I believe in paying it forward. You know, if you find yourself in this so-called downtime, you know, make it pay for itself as, as much as possible. Yeah. You mentioned about finishing a book, uh, you know, uh, many other things we've always wanted to do. But what I found interesting, and I think, uh, uh, Mr. Bill, based on the contribution that Gerald was making, this is absolutely very important. And I'm, I, I, a few days ago, I got a call from someone who said, you know what, Bernie, uh, for the first time in my life, uh, this is a business person, I decided to go through my bank account just to see what's going on in those bank accounts, hmm. right? And guess what? He then discovers that for the past 11 years, he'd been paying an insurance uh, of about 4,000 rand on a car that didn't exist anymore hmm. and realized that this insurance company now owes him about 600,000, hmm.
3: yeah?
2: Lucky for him. But the principle I want to bring out is that we hardly do that, yes. you know, as, as, as people, especially as business people. I think, uh, and then particularly now profession, uh, uh, Mr. Bill, where, where lawyers uh, generally
0: are averse to figures. Uh, uh, you know, uh, so- uh, speak for yourself, dude. Yeah, I, I, do,
2: <laughs> I know. but I mean, it happens, you know, or maybe not uh, just lawyers, but I suppose yeah. some. No, I get it. I get to, it. We kind of we,
0: we kind of just get on with life, and we don't, you you know, you you, you, know, you stop paying attention to, to that. Yes, you stop mm. paying
2: attention, and especially when the money
0: is rolling in,
2: that's when you don't really care what happens in your bank account because four thousand dollars for you is nothing. You have a million coming in every month. Four thousand doesn't matter to you, but suddenly because we had this time, mm. and this is where the playing forward came uh, comes from. He suddenly. Covered a lot of things that have
0: been so. Done. This is the time, but, but not just even things that you know, not just expenses that you don't know yeah. about, but it's also about yeah. expenses that you probably don't need. Um, Absolutely. you know, so maybe this is also the time. I mean, I mean, yeah. just take Tabo for example, he's had 23% of his salary cut, just yeah. like that. And yes, it's not permanent, and yes, as soon as everything is settled down, um, he'll be back on track. But here's the reality the reality is he probably subscribes to channels that he doesn't even watch. um you know so so i think um you know this is a time to kind of to kind of review you know does that whiskey need to be 18 or can you do with 12. (laughs) gerald gerald you seem to be wanting to say something
1: yes i think also i I like the saving part i think also it's about our personal habits yeah
0: um
1: you know the depending on alcohol and cigarettes some people might not need it or some people might have learned to do homebrew. But even more, um, on the more sinister side, um, divorce is a big thing for business owners because mm. um, divorce and SARS usually have a party with you when you make the wrong decisions. Mm. So that side relationship you've been having, you know, you haven't been able to maintain it for six weeks. Which and one? you're still alive which and you're still well. No, the business owners, who, who, who it applies to, they know themselves, they're listening. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> perhaps it's time for you to save. Oh, you, know, that you, don't one. Need the, you don't need those expenses which you've been paying for. You don't need those secret trips. You know, you can speak to e-dating. Because right now you're e-dating on WhatsApp or maybe you've even stopped talking. Save. No, this is practical savings advice. You know, if you've survived without that person you met on Instagram, survive. Because right now, you might not be able to maintain number one, which mm. is home. So mm. it's important that we, we sober up and we just accept that this is that time where we can reset. This is a beautiful part about this um, crisis. To me, it's an awesome opportunity. It's a time for you to press reboot, reset. And because everything has got chaos going on around you, it's not going to have that much of an impact on you. You can make big changes right now, and it won't really have the same effect as it would have a few months ago when things were business as usual. And I think that's where we need to really focus our minds. I am very positive around this time and say, those who remain positively tuned, positively thinking, and looking ahead, there there is so much opportunity. There's 500 billion reasons for you to wake up tomorrow and think of a plan. Bravo.
0: Ronnie, you wanted to come in. Uh,
2: I'm saying, spot on, sir.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Spot on. So, so, so I mean, I mean, you know, it, 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 is is the other difficulty uh, uh, which often even business leaders, even good ones, Gerald, um, that they face is how do you stay motivated? How do you, you know, how, what is that thing? Because sure, uh, and and this is even outside of the pandemic. You, mm. you know, what, what what's that thing that you? That, that, that trigger that fuel, that propels you, that thing that just keeps you going and going when things you know because it's it's good to be motivated in January but you know how do you take it through um, all the way to December and the following year and the, the next year and, and repeat? I think it's a good time
1: for us to do research on businesses and opportunities that are born out of crisis.
0: Mm.
1: Um, rather Google and read some material around the biographies of those kinds of individuals who are created and self-made, out of a crisis, because that's motivational. Um, there's a lot of good speakers out there who are doing pretty much daily talks, um, who you can listen to, and, and they're also thinking, you know, putting on a um, chain of thoughts. And I think that's how we can remain positive. And another reason for you to remain positive is if you've been blessed with a family, simply look at your wife, look at your children. That should be enough reason for you to remember. You know what? times might be challenging with the business but i can i can forge ahead and another thing, you know, you spoke the example of some of someone who read their bank statement, read your policy documents. So sometimes some of these insurance policies, which you've been paying for years, they can actually cover some of um, the, 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 the costs you're incurring right now. So if you did take out a business assurance policy by mistake, you didn't even know what it was, right now you'll be smiling because suddenly that's the thing that's going to get you out of a bind. And... Uh, even your personal policies. Find out if you have credit life and cover, which will take you through um, these particular times. Mm.
0: And 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 Ronnie, you you seem pretty critical of debt. Are you are you critical of debt globally, or or is it certain types of debt? Because one of the things that you know, um, and 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 you know, debt is not. Um, that we We deal with debt we you know loan agreements, and there 's way to recover it and that 's that 's the legal bits but but I always say that debt is actually good it depends what you 're getting it for um you know so if you're having debt to uh to pay for uh something like a car um that 's probably not good because that 's not a capital investment but if you 're having debt to uh, build a business for example to and you trying to buy um, uh, one thousand items so that you can you know sell them for profit. Um, that's good debt. Uh, so 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 when you were critical of debt, I, I was at the back of my mind. I was thinking about that, and and I thought I, I would like if time allows to sort of get your thoughts on that.
2: Look, uh, 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 Mister Deal I think debt is only good if you have assets to pay for that debt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I think that's how I would sum it up, ultimately. Because, uh, you know, debt is debt. You, you can have debt without the access to pay for it, and then ultimately you're just consuming, taking money, increasing your debt, consuming, and tomorrow running away and not answering private numbers. I, I think that is completely, uh, you know, unfair on yourself, or yeah. on, on your health, uh, because it really, I mean, since time immemorial, you find quotations in the Bible that tell you that you know, a man who's in debt is a slave to, you know, whoever is in debt mm-hmm. to. And, and that is real. Those are real heavy chains to carry along with you as a person. So, I am yes uh, against that in general, unless if you're able to, if you have the access to paper like that, Mr. Bill.
0: Um, Alright, and then um, yeah, I guess that's a low report. I, I sort of had more questions, but we have run out of time. Um, Gerald, maybe your closing remarks? Maybe just <laughs> one, you know, like one of those powerful ones, like... <laughs> <laughs>
1: My my, my closing remark is really that um, it it will get better and we haven't reached the end of the crisis. The best way you can look at this crisis is that it's an equalizer. Suddenly it will give you an opportunity to rise through the ranks or do something which you thought you could never do. But best advice right now is watch your digital footprint because nothing gets buried digitally. You can never press delete and it goes away be careful what you write online because in future you might be talking to a business counterparty who Googles you and they're going to find out that you took part in the wrong challenge.
0: All right. That's the law report. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, Ronim Mkwanazi, thank you so much for, for talking to us this evening. Thank you. As well as to you, Gerald, uh, our first time chatting, but thank you very much. I really enjoyed our conversation. That's Gerald uh, Mwandambira, thank you so much, sir.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank, Thank you. you, the
0: Afropolitan. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, I trust that uh, we've succeeded in in our aspiration to to give you some kind of hope, to give you some kind of ideas on how you can manage some of these things. You you know, somebody cuts your salary, you cut some of your creditors' um, uh, uh, obligations and some of the payments, and some of them have come up and said, "I'm going to give you a payment holiday," but you probably could have done that even without that payment holiday. Um, that's the law report. Thank you so much. I look forward to chatting you again next Wednesday from me Michael Muttering Bill good evening